Good afternoon, and thank you so much for being with us. It is a busy day. A bit later on in the show, we are going to talk more about travel news. It is Wednesday. That means we'll check in with Claire Newell. We're also getting that update from the federal, uh, sorry, provincial health minister, Adrian Dix, as well as Dr. Bonnie Henry, uh, giving us a bit of an update on COVID-19 vaccination numbers. Also, what we are bracing for as far as heading into the cold and flu season. That's happening at one o'clock. We'll bring that to to you live as soon as that gets underway. We are starting, though, with what is a sweeping announcement having to do with housing. This made by David Eby, who is running to lead the NDP and to be the next premier. I know that going through the campaign process, being around the province and for municipal leaders, being around their community, hearing these stories, that when they go through that process, we're all going to be on the same page that the status quo can't continue. And my commitment to them Uh, is to work with them to fix this. Uh, And my commitment to British Columbians is we are going to work quickly, uh, as quickly as we can. Uh, And we'll be looking for those municipal partners who are willing to step up and work with us to deliver that housing. Uh, And we'll do that with those willing partners. Let's bring in Richard Zussman. He is a global news reporter and is covering this, was asking questions at that news conference as well. Richard, thank you so much for being with us. I haven't had a morning this busy in a long time, Jill. <laughs> you rhymed off a few of them. We're getting ready for Minister Dix and uh, Dr. Henry at one. Minister Melanie Mark, the tourism, sport and culture minister, just resigned about 20 minutes ago for personal reasons. She's going on a medical leave. And then we have David Eby's massive announcement. We've been waiting for this NDP leadership race to take some life in terms of a conversation. And here it is in, in what is quite an interesting and game-changing housing policy announcement. And will be, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, should he win, which uh, he is, uh, I think, described as the front runner by most, if not everybody. Let's go through some <laughs> of this, though. Uh, the flipping tax, and I know he was asked yeah. about this to put a number on it, and, and he said it wasn't about making revenue, it was about stopping people who were flipping homes just for profit. What do we know about what this might look like? Yeah, so through the last few years, as we first saw the B.C. Liberals and the NDP apply new taxes around housing, there have been criticism around, you know, what does the foreign buyers tax do? What does the speculation tax do? And does it actually address the core issue, which many believed was flipping? And this tax would do that. So let me walk through some of the bullet points provided by EB's campaign around how it would work. So it would apply on the sale of residential properties. The tax rate would go down to zero the longer the property is held. And the tax would be highest for those who hold properties for the shortest period of time. And it phases out after two years. You know, they use some of the rhetoric around homes being for people to live in rather than for speculators. Uh, but there also would be exemptions here for life circumstances. So if, if a home, uh, you know, is, is seen as being flipped because of death or an employment change or a divorce, they'd be exempt. Builders are also exempted to encourage construction. Uh, you know, clearly there are a lot of pieces here. The big goal, rather than, as you alluded to, generate revenue, uh, is to provide stock for people to live in rather than be used as an investment, like a, a product that increases values. We've seen in Metro Vancouver, the value of these condos, townhomes, and, and detached homes has, has grown and has been a good investment for many, and flipping has been lucrative, and that's why EB's camp here is trying to get 
you know, flipping out of this as best as possible. Did he mention, or I don't know if he was asked about this, because while he didn't put an actual number on what the flipping tax would be, I was curious, because there is already the capital gains tax. If you're in, yeah. a, in a place for less than a year, you're paying that tax. Would this be something that would be in addition to that? Absolutely, it would be, uh, based on the information I'm looking here. And the other part of this, and we've seen this on some of the NDP's housing taxes before, is all the revenues would then go back into building homes. So it would be an additional tax. So if you keep the home empty, if you flip it, you'll be paying those taxes, plus you'll be paying the capital gains tax on it as well. All right. So that's the the flipping tax that he talked about. He also, I know you asked him about the renter's rebate that we've heard <laughs> promised and it did that was not part of this announcement. But what did he talk what did he say about that? Well, I'm known for asking multi-part questions, Jill, which <laughs> often gets politicians off the hook. So we only answered the first half of my question, I think, uh, while I was listening over the line. This has been a controversial piece for the government. They have made this commitment on back-to-back elections. Uh, the time on Premier John Horgan's mandate is, is running out because he says he's leaving as soon as a new leader comes in. So it's unclear whether we're going to get that $400 rebate. I tied it into a question also about, you know, why has David Eby not done these things while he was housing minister, right? He has served in this job now for two plus years. He spoke to the pandemic and the work that was being done to address the crucial needs in a time of need during the pandemic. I think a lot of people have been caught off guard by the fact we've seen this, you know, massive rebound in unaffordability over the last year as we sort of get out of the strictest COVID measures and the province was caught flat-footed. And I think this is a way to get back running on this issue, which is clearly the number one issue in the province. So we're still uncertain about where we would end up with David Eby and a renter's rebate. You know, we know there's a lot of measures in here that would help support renters, Uh, But there's also a lot of questions I know internally within the NDP about whether that uh, rebate is the best way to address uh, the, the shortfall that many people are feeling in terms of paying their rent. All right. He also talked, and this was I thought was an interesting one, that he would make it so that every major urban center in the province, builders yeah. or home builders, they would be allowed to replace a single family home with up to three units as long as it was, on, it was on the same footprint, but also that he would make secondary suites legal in every region of the province. That's a big shift. It is. This part was really interesting to me. He didn't go as far. He was asked about this as well. Um, he has alluded to in the past, David Eby has his minister, that if a municipality did not approve density, the province would step in and approve it for them. I still believe that is something David Eby would like to do and is part of the ongoing work this government's doing. Now we have these other changes he's proposed if he becomes the premier that you alluded to that would start pushing things in that direction as well. So right now it is complicated, as many will know listening, if they are to you know knock down a single-family home Uh, or work with developers to do so in most cases, it is complicated to get to three units. In this case, you would no longer need to go through that process. The province would work with municipalities to figure out how to do this. Secondary suites in some communities, I know Vancouver is an exception, but there are some municipalities still out there in this province who are trying to stop secondary suites. The province would come in and say they are legal in every region of this province. Another part of all of this is provincial permitting. 
to make that more simplified, work with municipalities. And the last point of this I found really interesting, Jill, for many who live in stratas, is the province would remove any strata restrictions. So rental restrictions for a strata, age restrictions for a strata. There would still be some senior-only places to ensure that seniors have access to retirement communities, but that 19-plus restriction would be gone. So if a family, if a couple's living in a strata and they have a child, they won't be forced to move and find a new place. There's a lot of really interesting ideas here. Clearly, we know he's been a guy who's been thinking a lot about the housing file for the last decade, as long as we've seen David Eby in the public realm. Uh, And now we see, I'm guessing a lot of these ideas were ones that he tried to table at the cabinet table and probably had pushback. And if he becomes premier, well, he has the carte blanche to do what he'd like to do, and, and he'll have a mandate in order to do that if he becomes the leader. All right, uh, Richard, a lot to, a lot in that announcement. Thank you so much for joining us to break it down. Appreciate it. My pleasure as always, Jill. Thanks for having me.